Hey, what's up, guys? Today is Tuesday, October 23rd, and this is Bobby Andrews coming at you for RJA Sports Podcast. Uh, so, let's start off today by uh, bringing up some stuff that happened on this day in sports. And in 1988, on this day, Dan Marino passed for 521 yards, three touchdowns, and five interceptions. And the Dolphins ultimately ended up losing to the Jets 44-30. to um, Very interesting little uh, piece of trivia right there. Uh, because, I mean, it's Dan Marino. Whenever you think of Dan Marino, you don't think of five interceptions. Uh, but, I mean, he, he did have a great game with 521 yards and three touchdowns. It was ultimately those five interceptions he threw that, uh, you know, allowed the Jets to pull that game out. Anyways, so today we are going to talk about some uh, hot topics in the uh, sports world. Um, and then we'll talk about some NBA games, league news, um, and then the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics lost to... Who? They lost to two, I don't want to say not very great teams. Um, I mean, one of them, one of them, the Celtics lost to a not very great team. Um, But uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. And then uh, the NFL, we're going to talk about some NFL stuff, Monday Night Football. It went on last night and uh, some league news that, uh, has just recently been happening yesterday and today, stuff like that. And then we will get into Major League Baseball after all of that. We'll be talking about the World Series Game 1 on tonight. And uh, we'll do a little recap of the uh, NLCS in a little bit here. Alright, so let's hop into the NBA. Um, The other night, no, it was last night, last night, the Spurs played the Lakers um, in a very interesting game. They battled back and forth for a while, went into overtime, actually. They went into OT. Uh, very high-scoring game. The Spurs came out on top, 143-142. to 142. Now, let me talk about LeBron James' performance for a minute here. LeBron played a great game, don't get me wrong, um, and he, um, Lakers were down three uh, at the end of regulation, and LeBron James hit a clutch three-pointer to, uh, to, t- to tie the game, to ultimately send it into overtime, and, um, which, was, which was awesome, great for the Lakers. And then at the end of OT, LeBron gets sent to the line and had the opportunity to go up um, and ultimately put that game away uh, with his two very important free throws. Missed those free throws and both of them, which is you know, not unlike LeBron James. And the Spurs came down the floor. 
and I believe it was Mills that scored um, to put the Spurs ahead. Uh, and then the Lakers go back down the floor in the final seconds. LeBron James pulls up at the three-point line and misses that shot uh, again. So two very, actually three very important shots by LeBron James, missed opportunities. Um, and don't get me wrong, LeBron, LeBron played a great game. Um, it was, and it wasn't even LeBron. The, the Lakers as a whole played a, a very, very good game. I mean, Kyle Kuzma scored 37 points. He was 15 for 25. Um, I mean, it was it was a hard fought battle for the Lakers. And a very high-scoring game. And, I mean, LeBron had a great performance, 32 points. He was 11 for 25, and he was 8 for 11 on free throws. And two of those came at the end of the game that would have put away. The Lakers would have been up. Um, it, LeBron would have put the game away, um, pretty much, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, there's that game. Very, very high-intensity game. Came down to the very last second, literally. LeBron's three was just a little bit off. Um, it was awesome, awesome game. Um... Lakers are off to an 0 and 3 start, which I was not expecting. Uh I guess it's taking some adjustment. Uh getting used to LeBron, big man LeBron being there in LA. Um and it is LeBron's first 0 and 3 start since 04. 0 and 3 since 04. Little catchy there. Um anyways, I Lakers will bounce back. Um I'm just a little surprised that they start the season off 0-3. Um, it was, I mean, they lost, they've lost to three pretty good teams. Um, I mean, the Trailblazers, above average team, Houston Rockets, one of the best teams in the NBA, and then the San Antonio Spurs, another very good team. Um, so expect to see them bounce back. Uh, I mean, it's, it's the beginning of the season. So of course it's gonna, they're going to need some adjustment time, uh, but don't worry. They'll, they'll be back in. No, by, by any means don't panic, um, on the Lakers just yet. Of course it's the beginning of the season. And if you are panicking, it's the beginning of the season. Just Take a chill pill for a little bit here, and let's see how uh, let's see the adjustments that the uh, the Lakers make. Um, and I mean, they're they did have that brawl um, against the Rockets when they played the Rockets. Um, it was you know Rondo, Brandon Ingram, Chris Paul all getting into it. Um, and I mean, that was 
it could have it could have helped the team and it could have hurt the team. Um, it kind of you know brought the team together as you know every everybody all for one, one for all, you know, type thing where the Lakers, where Brandon Ingram came storming in and started throwing punches to help out his teammates, which was super good. But it also was bad due to the fact that they're fighting. They're actually throwing punches on the NBA floor during a game. That's the downside to it. Um, I believe it could have been handled better, of course. Um... I mean, it was just a weird situation all in all. Got out of hand, escalated way too fast. Um, Rondo, you know, supposedly spit on Chris Paul, uh, but he's denying those those rumors. Uh, but anyways, yeah, the Lakers, they need to, need to get some stuff together here. 0-3, getting in fights on the floor. Uh, let's see them you know, prove to teams that they they can they can put up a fight on the floor and not fight on the floor, you know. Anyways, now I want to talk about, um, in my opinion, two of the best teams in basketball, the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. Now, the other night... The Golden State Warriors lost to the Denver Nuggets, which I didn't see coming. Um, I mean, Nuggets are a great team. They are a phenomenal team. Um, they lost 100 to 98, which, I mean, I don't know. It, 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 I expected the Golden State to win, not substantially. Um, but, of course, you expect Golden State to win a lot of games. And, you know, it's they're not going to win every game. You know, they're going to have some losses in the season. I don't expect them to go undefeated by any means. Um, so it was fitting that their loss was against the Nuggets. Um, just because the first three games of the season were against the Jazz and the Thunder, which, I don't know, those teams don't really strike my fancy. And it's a Golden State Warriors so um, I think the best team out of the three teams that they played at the beginning of the season was the Denver Nuggets, so it's fitting that they beat them um, in that matchup. And now the Boston Celtics. This was a big surprise to me. The Boston Celtics lost to the Orlando Magic 93-90. to I was... Very surprised on this one. Um, I mean, Irving and Gordon Hayward both both missed um, game tying shots within the, the the final seconds of the game, the very end of the game. Um, and I mean, I was just. It's it's unlike the Celtics. I mean, I, everyone's been talking, including me, that they're going to be better than they were, substantially better than they were last season, with Gordon Hayward, you know, being on the floor now. Um, so I'm a little surprised. I, I honestly am that they beat the Orlando Magic, and I feel like a lot of people were too. Um, you know, it's the Boston Celtics. It's just. 
I don't know. I mean, it's that, that speaks for itself, the, the Celtics. Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, you know, they just got a great core group of guys. Jalen Brown, I mean, they're a good team. Very good team. Uh, so, yeah, that was just a little, little interesting to me. And um, also, some league news. Well, I don't want to call it news. Um, but uh, Trey Young is getting talked about now. Um, the Atlanta Hawks beat the Cleveland Cavaliers um, 133 to 111. Um, and Trey Young just went absolutely off with 35 points and 11 assists. Um, best, the best by a rookie in eight years. Um, which is, I mean, when the Hawks drafted Trey Young, they okay, the Hawks traded Luka Doncic for basically for Trey Young and some draft picks in the next couple of years, and I didn't necessarily enjoy that trade. Um, I really like. Luka Doncic, and I wish that he played for us. Um, but I am just, I am super pleased with the way Trey Young has played. And I mean, 35 points. I mean, it is, it is a Cleveland Cavaliers. But I mean, they were, they were a competitive team last year, and all they lost was LeBron James. I mean, I say all that they lost. I mean, he's the best player in the world. But they still have... He one person doesn't win a championship for a team. It takes a team, and the Cleveland Cavaliers are an experienced team in the NBA Finals. And I was just very pleased to see Trey Young do what he did against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, again, they're the Cleveland Cavaliers, but also on the other side, they're the Cleveland Cavaliers, the championship or past championship winning Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, been to the NBA Finals, you know, they, they were a great team and, you know, losing LeBron James obviously affected them, but they're still an experienced team. So there's my take on that. Uh, I think Trey Young is a great player. Um, I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch, but I think he will be a good player. Uh, I don't think he'll win Rookie of the Year. I mean, it's not like he was expected to anyways. Um, but I do think he will be a key piece in Atlanta, um, building their team up within the next couple of years. Um, great young guy, great young talent. So we'll see how that plays out. Mark my words, Trey Young will be a good player. Um, I don't know if he'll be, I mean, He'll be a good player. He'll be one of the stars on the Atlanta Hawks. But he won't be a league star. Like, you know, for instance, like a Ben Simmons. Or a anything like that. He won't be a household name guy, per se. Um, but he will be one of the better players on the Atlanta Hawks. 
Anyways, so last week I made some predictions in the NBA um, about some games and some pl- some players in particular. Um, so here are my rights and wrongs from last week for the NBA. I predicted that the 76ers would beat the Bulls, and I was correct. Um, I you know I expected them to play very well, which they did. And I also predicted Joel Embiid, his first game of the season, he put up 23 points. And I expected him to do better than that, which he did. He scored 30 points that game. Seven points better than I had. Well, I I said he, he would score more than 23. He would at least match 23, if not more, which I was correct. Um, and also the, uh, the Celtics. Celtics won. Um, just as I predicted last Thursday, <clears throat> they, did this whole take one? Was it against the Raptors or was that game? Oh, it was, um, it was against the, uh, oh, wait, no, 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 I didn't predict. I predicted the, um, the Heat and the Wizards. That's what it was. The uh, the Miami Heat and the Washington Wizards, um, which I honestly was surprised on that game. I mean, the Heat edged out the Wizards 113 to 112. Um, so that game was very interesting. Um, I mean, they're same division teams, you know, it was, it was, uh, it didn't strike my fancy as a great game, but it ended up being a great game. Um, I did not see the Heat beating the Washington Wizards, which that would classify as a wrong for me. So sorry about that, that I, I was wrong, wrong about that. Also, I was wrong about... Um, the Lakers, I expected the Lakers to come out and beat the Trailblazers, uh, with LeBron James as their forefront guy, and they didn't, um, they didn't get beat by a lot, um, I mean, it was, they definitely, they, you, the game was over, you know, winding down, there was no chance that they could, they could come back. Um, I mean, 128-19 was the final score. So, I mean, once it got to, like, two minutes in the fourth quarter, you knew it was over. Um, but, like, you know, it was, it, it was, it was a decent game to watch. Um, but, you know, you kind of had a sense that the Trailblazers, um, had that game. You know, throughout the game, you didn't you didn't really waver um, throughout the game. You didn't you never thought that the Lakers would make a make a comeback. Um, so there's that. Uh, those were my rights and wrongs for the weekend NBA. Um, yeah, so let's transition to some NFL football. Last night, we watched the Falcons face off against the Giants in Monday Night Football. The Falcons 
beat the Giants 23-20. to They held them off. They held off a Giants comeback. Um, I, I'm an Atlanta sports guy. Um, I do not like the way that they're utilizing Julio Jones. He has no touchdowns this season. 800 and something receiving yards on the year and no touchdowns. Um, not to mention, he's on my fantasy team. I mean, you know, that's the worst of it all, you know. Um, but, I mean, great, great receiver, and he's being underutilized. I mean, he's he's a great target to get down the field, but we don't use him properly in the red zone. Um, I mean, but it's also we have Calvin Ridley down there, um, new... Our new receiver draft we drafted in the first round this year. So that was super exciting to see him this season really come out of the gate strong. He has had his fair share of touchdowns this season. I mean, you know, how about you uh, let Julio score some touchdowns, you know? Help my fantasy team out a little bit, Calvin. Um, But, you know, as long as they're winning ballgames, I mean, it's the Giants – I expected the Falcons to play a much better game than they did against the Giants. Falcons defense is just not there this season with all the injuries. Um, so yeah, I just I'd like to see the Falcons turn it around here. And a three-point win against the Giants was not what I was expecting. Um, Giants have not been able to put anything together this season um, except for Saquon Barkley and a very very underutilized Odell Beckham Jr. The only thing Odell has done this season is throw a touchdown to Saquon Barkley. So Odell uh, Odell hasn't had Odell has had a poor performance because of Eli Manning at quarterback. Um Odell's a great receiver and the Giants are wasting his prime. That's all I have to say on that. Anyways, some league news going on in the NFL. Amari Cooper was just traded to the Cowboys, from the Raiders to the Cowboys. Raiders are going into a full-blown rebuilding, I'm assuming. Um, but they are. They said they would like to keep Derek Carr. Um, so, I mean... They, they gotta compete somehow. You know, they gotta... These fans aren't aren't going to come out to the game and watch their team lose. I mean, it, it's a Ra- it's the Raiders fan base, so they might they might. But I mean, once they announce that they're going into rebuilding, I feel like the uh, team will start losing money, and of course, that's what every t- that happens to every team. But they got to keep someone there, and I think Derek Carr is that guy. Um, even though he's lost respect recently due to his crying on the field. Now, I think if you're gonna cry, don't cry on the field. Get get to the sideline. Go go on. Go in a tent. Go take a bath, quote unquote bathroom break. Go to the locker room, you know. But on the field, um, that I mean, you know, guys cry. Something that it's it's human, but it just. Wrong place, wrong time for him to do it. 
Um, and he's been losing his respect from he's been losing respect from teammates, fans, people across the league. Um, so yeah, that's wasn't a great decision by Derek Carr. I understand it's not really. I mean, it's crying, so you can't. I mean, you can control it, which is what I'm basically I'm saying. He should have controlled it until he got to the sideline. Um, but yeah, he didn't really control his emotions very well. Anyways, Amari Cooper to the Cowboys, which is it's big um, for the Cowboys uh, to have him as a target. Now for Dak Prescott, um, I think it will help improve the Cowboys, not substantially. Well, they certainly won't be winning a Super Bowl here in the next upcoming year. Um, but, you know, playoff contender, it's, I mean, you know, it, it'll help them. It'll help them in the long run. Um uh, I assume he'll be there for a couple of years, um, and they can start, you know, ironing out the kinks. And whenever whenever those kinks will get ironed out, Amari Cooper will be there for them. Um, hopefully, you know. Well, if you're a Cowboys fan, you hope. Um, but yeah, that is, those are my thoughts on Amari Cooper to the Cowboys. Um. Next is Eli Apple traded from the Giants to the Saints, which happened today for draft picks. Um, I think Eli Apple's a pretty good player. Um, and he'll definitely help the Saints. Saints have a, Saints can win the division. Um, so I think it was... I think he'll help improve the defense a little bit, give him a little depth. Um, but, yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it'll be interesting to see how this this shakes out. Um, I think he's a good, a good cornerback. Um, so I think it was a good move for the Saints, um, and they'll, uh, I want to say they'll, they'll improve slightly, I mean, he's not, you know, a wow player, but he'll certainly help the Saints defense out a little bit, um, so he'll be, it'll be fun to see what he's able to do with the Saints, and then we have, let's see, Next is Bobby's rights and wrongs for NFL this or last last week. My predictions that I made here are the rights and wrongs from last Thursday's predictions. Um, I predicted that the Broncos would beat Arizona, um, and I was right. And I also predicted that Case Keenum and Emmanuel Sanders. Um, would have a great game, and I, I said Emmanuel Sanders is one of my—he's he, one of my favorite receivers in the league, and he proved it. He had a receiving touchdown as well as a throwing touchdown, um, which was super cool. 
I didn't expect. This is my wrong. I I mean, I I I called it and I said it was going to be a close game, which I was way off on. Um, but that was I, I did predict the Broncos to win. So I want to say my only wrong for the week would be, you know, the score predict. Well, I didn't predict the score, but um, I said it'll be a close game, and overall it was not a close game. Anyways, that's the uh, updates on NFL football. Um, so now we will get into some major league baseball. Um, I'm very excited. To watch this World Series, um, because I'll get to you know podcast and share my opinion on it for the very first time. Um, so I'm very excited to watch these games. Uh, let's before we get into the World Series, let's talk about the NLCS a little bit. Um, the Dodgers beat the Brewers in seven games. Uh, the seventh game, the Dodgers won five to one, and Cody Bellinger won MVP, which was questionable in my opinion. Uh, Bellinger had a slash line of two hundred batting average, two thirty one. <clears throat> excuse me, um, two thirty one on base percentage, and a three sixty slug percentage. Um, which was not all impressive to me. I much would have rather seen Puig or Chris Taylor win MVP who had better, um, plate appearances and better numbers. Um, Taylor also made a phenomenal play that, uh, it was, it was momentum shifting and game changing in the seventh game. He made a great Die, it, it, I'll, I'll call it a diving catch. It was like a dive slide type thing um, in the outfield. Uh, so that was, I picked the Brewers to win, so it was kind of, I, I was very impressed by Chris Taylor's play. I was not happy with it because, you know, I picked the Brewers to win. And, of course, Puig hit that big three-run home run. Um to, you know, kind of put it out of reach for the Brewers. Uh, it was kind of the nail in the coffin. Um, I mean, it, it was the game was still in reach when it was 2-1. to one, And then Puig's three-run home run. Just, it, it really was a blow to the, to the Brewers and ultimately was, you know, the nail in the coffin, like I said. Um, that ultimately finished off the Brewers. Um, I think it was a good game. It was a fun game to watch. Um, I'm glad I got to see some of the plays and the hits, like the Bellinger home run, the Puig three-run home run, and the Chris Taylor um, catch. So that was it. Was it was a fun series to watch. Fun game seven to watch. Everything was on the line for both teams. Um, so yeah, it was a good game, good series, good series, seven game series, um, and which I which I is what I expected. I expected the I expected it to be seven game series. 
Um, but I picked the Brewers out on top. Picked wrong. Um, <clears throat> but that's all right. On to the World Series. Tonight we have Game 1 on 8.09 p.m. Eastern Time. We have Chris Sale on the mound for the Boston Red Sox and Clayton Kershaw on the mound for the Dodgers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, they have not, as of right now, they have not released the lineups for the game. Um, the game is in four hours and 30 minutes from right now. Right now it's 3.39 p.m. And the game is at 8.09 p.m. So, we are four and a half hours away from first pitch. So they have not released the lineups um, as of right now. So we will only talk about the pitching for right now and maybe some some of the key players to look out for, of course, if they play in this game one or throughout the series. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> so... Like I said, Chris Sale on the mound versus Clayton Kershaw. Um, I I like Sale in this matchup. I like the Red Sox winning this game. Um, if it was anybody else on the mound, I'd say the Dodgers had a chance. Have a chance um, against the Red Sox, um, but it's not. It's Chris Sale. So, I really think that the Red Sox win this matchup, I want to say, four to two. I'm I'm going to predict four to two. Red Sox win this game four to two. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to get a drink of water. <clears throat> Sorry about that. <clears throat> Had something stuck in my throat. Anyways, Chris Sale wins this matchup against Clayton Kershaw. Um, I think Chris Sale will not necessarily shut down the Dodgers' offense. Of course, I don't know who's in the lineup as of right now. But Chris Sale will have a great performance against the Dodgers uh, and Clayton Kershaw. You know, has pitched very well this um, this postseason, but in the past he has not played that great of baseball. Um, and people are, I saw MLB tweet out today. You know, is Clayton Kershaw the greatest of all time, the goat? If he if the, if he pitches well, and they win a World Series, which I saw Keith Olbermann respond to that. With, if he gets his ERA, his postseason ERA under four, then we'll talk about him even being in the greatest of all time 40-man roster, um, which I think he was spot on with that, because Kershaw's a great pitcher, but, you know, he doesn't even have a postseason ERA under four, um, which is just... I mean, that speaks for itself. He's pitched great this postseason, 2.73 ERA. But, you know, Keith Olbermann put it very well. We'll talk about it 
we'll talk about him being in the greatest of all time 40-man roster um, if he gets his ERA under four. Um, so I, that, I thought that was a very clever tweet by Keith Olbermann. Um, and uh, I agree 100% with it. Um, so my prediction, like I said, the Red Sox win tonight's um, contest. They win tonight 4-2. to two. I think um, Jackie Bradley Jr. continues his, his success and... They've talked about moving Mookie Betts to second base. I don't know if he'll be playing there, um, but they're trying to figure out ways that they can get J.D. Martinez into the lineup um, and play right field um, You know, while they're playing a National League team. So they talked about moving Mookie Betts to play second base, which he was out there taking ground balls. Um, so we'll see if that, if that happens. Like I said, the lineup isn't out yet, so I don't know where what position he'll be playing um, in this um, opening matchup. Um, of course, I'm going to expect uh, JD will be DHing uh, because this game is at Fenway Park in Boston, um, so I can expect JD Martinez to be DHing and Mookie Best to be playing right field. Um, I want to say that the Red Sox win this series in five games. They win 3-1 to one in the series. Um, I mean, it's just tough to go against a 108-win team. The best, uh, arguably the best team in baseball. Um, you know, up, up there with the Astros. Both are very good teams, and we saw them battle it out. Um <clears throat> In the uh, and the ALCS, and um, I just really think the Red Sox are a substantially better team, and um, they win the series in five games, three to one. Um, I don't have any scores. Any score predictions for the upcoming games <clears throat> due to not having any of the lineups. But I would like to think J.D. Martinez, if if the Red Sox win, which I'm assuming they will, just, just my personal opinion, if they win the series, J.D. Martinez wins um, World Series MVP. And... Um, if the Dodgers somehow pull out a win um, and win this World Series, I'd like to see JT, you know, JD and JT, um, Justin Turner win World Series MVP. I love Justin Turner. I love the way he plays. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's a little flashy, but he's also very humble. I think he's a great player. Um, awesome third baseman. And I really hope to see him. I, I hope to see Justin Turner with have success in the future, um, which I know he'll have success this uh, this World Series. Well, at least I hope to see him have success this World Series. 
Um, and I mean, those are my those are my predictions. Um, JD or JT for uh, World Series MVP. And um, like I said, Red Sox over Dodgers three to one. Um, I just it's just hard for me to pick the Dodgers over the Boston Red Sox. Um, Anyways, let's go to my rights and wrongs for last Thursday, my predictions that I made, what I got right, what I got wrong. Um, I predicted the Red Sox winning the um, ALCS, um, which they did that very night. So I am, you know, pleased with that. Uh, with that prediction. Um, And I also predicted Jackie Bradley Jr. being the ALCS MVP. Um, He had an outstanding performance. And I think it's really awesome for, you know, that clubhouse guy to, you know, he didn't play great during the season. And he comes out here in the postseason um, and just destroys the baseball. Um, So it's super awesome to see him, uh, a humble guy like him, you know, be able to play and compete at a high level and ultimately come out and win uh, American League uh, MVP for the ALCS. Um, Stuff that I picked wrong last Thursday was the Brewers over the Dodgers. I thought the Brewers were going to be able to edge out the Dodgers and they simply were not able to. They lost that game five to one. Um, I, I mean, it was a long shot. I picked them. I picked them to you know come back and beat the Dodgers, um, which they just simply weren't able to do. Um, you know, they battled. Christian Yelich had had a big home run at the beginning of the game. Um, a lot of momentum going towards the Brewers, and then a quick shift in the events with a Bellinger two-run home run, Chris Taylor diving catch in the outfield. Um, it was just, it, it was over as soon as Puig hit that three-run home run, um, no doubt in my mind. So yeah, those were... Those were my um, predictions from last Thursday, and that is the end of the podcast, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Um, tried to keep this one a little bit more shorter and concise on my uh, my topics and stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to keep them around 45 minutes <clears throat> because the last one was an hour. So I hope you guys um, will listen to the full, you know, 40, 45 minutes my episodes now, uh, cause I got some feedback and you know, there people were telling me to cut down the time. I also wasn't clicking my pen today. Don't mean to brag. Um, but if you guys have any feedback or anything like that, just, um, let me know. Sorry about my voice being a little raspy. I've got some stuck in it. Um, <clears throat> so the end of this podcast was a little bit rough. Um, uh, so I apologize for that. Uh, <clears throat> Well, anyways, thank you guys. Thanks for listening. And I will see you guys on Thursday. And I will be back bringing you some new updates 
and stuff like that. So uh, expect to, see, to hear from me on Thursday. Thanks, guys.